Welcome to the Just a Runner podcast. Are you ready to talk about all things running? Here's your host, Bruce McIntosh and Pico. Hi everybody, how's it going? Uh, this is Bruce. Hi. Got a strange week coming up. Well, not strange, but different week coming up. Uh, beyond vacation, we are heading to Texas for a leftover. I was able to make uh, get a review with uh, Michael Mianozzi, and uh, that went pretty well. So most of this episode, I'm just going to do that. And while I'm in Texas, I, uh, on Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, I signed up for the Space Center 10 miler in Clear Lake, Texas. This was uh, about 25 minutes from where we're staying, so it worked out perfect just to get a race in while I'm in Texas. So next week's episode, it'll be all about my running uh, for the first time in Houston area. This is all in the Houston area. I'm staying in Pearland, Texas. So we'll be talking about the running there. And I'll have the race report all for you from uh, the Space Center 10 miler. Hopefully, uh, the heat and humidity down here is uh, worse than Ohio. So here I am, Youngstown's first uh, running centric podcast. And next week will be coming to you from. Uh, uh, Texas. So, anyways, back. Uh, Michael's from Boardman. He's an elite uh, race walker who's about to enter the Air Force. So we'll just go on with the interview. And next week will be all about uh, running in the heat and humidity of Texas. I'm sitting here with Michael Minazzi at, at the Pizza Joe's in Boardman, Ohio, and he is. A race walker. So, first time I had somebody that claims to be a walker on the show. Uh, can you explain, just for anybody that might not know, the difference between like running and race walking, running a race and race walking? Um, to be honest, I would I would also try to dispel the myth that they're completely different. When I say that, it's because the closest relative of race walking would be running. As especially if you were to compare it to other sports, even endurance sports such as swimming, uh, triathlon, uh, running would be the closest relative to race walking. Uh, both of them um, involve moving in a linear path or around a course to a start and a finish line. Both of them are very um, intrinsic and um, individual sports. They both require the same elements. The difference is the race walk uh, has two cardinal rules, if you will. Uh, the first one that most people are aware of is that they have judges who are certified judges and they watch for a loss of contact. That means we're both, or excuse me, both feet are off the ground simultaneously. Um, that's one area where a race walker can get a penalty. Uh, the second rule is that it's called the straight straightening of the leg rule because no one's legs are technically straight, but they call it the straight, it's called the straight leg rule. Um, it's where when the advancing leg um, strikes the ground or makes contact with the ground, that leg must straighten um, from the point of contact until it passes under the body, which essentially means it's in a perpendicular position, and then it can bend again. Uh, so you have a straight leg for about 30% of your stride, uh, give or take, 
and those are the two roles that are the sep the main divide between uh, running and race walking. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I knew some of that. I just nice to hear an explanation. And how did you get into race walking? It seems like you were always athletic. I, when I well, I, I've been pretty fortunate. I uh, went to an NEIA college. Um, as most people know in the United States, you have three tiers. You have uh, were three divisions. You have NCAA with all divisions one, two, and three. Then you have the NAIA, which is the National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics. Um, that's more like the equivalent of schools that are between D3 and D2 level. For most, there's even a couple that are up there with some D1 level schools, if you were compared to NCAA. And then you have JUCO. Uh, there is a push right now in the West Coast in California. I believe they've got a JUCO division and for the state of California for race walking. I think it just became an exhibition event. Um, I could be I could be behind on that one, but I think that's what it, the current status of it. But NAIA is the one I want to draw attention to. NAIA is the only one that contests uh, the marathon and the race walk at the collegiate level, which most people don't know. Those are both Olympic events, um, but the race walk, however, is a much shorter distance in the collegiate level. It's a 3K indoor and a 5K outdoor. Um, I went to a school at Notre Dame College that was an NAIA school after transferring from Youngstown State University on a wrestling scholarship. I was a walk-on to the uh, cross-country and track team at Notre Dame. Um, this is up in Cleveland, Ohio, by the way. I uh, then tried different events on the track team. Uh, one, I wasn't really standing out in any of them. I was average at best as a middle di as a dist 800 meter to distance runner. And uh, the javelin coach, I even dabbled in throwing the javelin for a while. The javelin slash throws coach had suggested I, um, if I would be interested in trying to race walk. Uh, he showed me the technique in our athletic center hallway. Um, and then uh, I started to pick it up pretty quick. Um, and he saw kind of the light at the end of the tunnel that I'd have hope in the event. And we agreed that um, that's another story how I actually ended up racing it in my first race. But he, we, we, I, I was hooked. Yeah, right, from the start. I, right from the start. Yeah. I didn't even know it was an event until, and from not even knowing the event existed, within a um, within maybe that season, I saw it in a meet or two, to really um, finding something that I could have potential at, seeing that I'm starting to have um, progress in it, and then reading up on it online and how unique the event is. And like myself, I felt it was very unique. And um, you know, there's been a saying from the one of the directors of the Milrose Games. Um, the world's most famous indoor meet, the race walk, ra uh, uh, one mile race walk director once said, you don't choose race walking, race walking chooses you. It seems like there's a lot of longer events with the race walking. Yes. Is, so what, what's your favorite event with the race walking, distance wise? Uh, distance wise, I'm going to be, I'm pretty certain, I mean I've, I've had some memorable days at different distances that have made them high on my list. Most consistently, that stands out to the 50K race walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that one has been, um, I qualified first for the Olympic trials. I was my college's, uh, my alma mater's first ever um, Olympic trial qualifier in any sport um, across the board when I qualified for the 50K race walk in 2011. Um, I've won a couple 50Ks in the United States. Um, and then I have placed consecutive, consistently high at that event. Um, even winning the uh, bronze medal at the 2016 Olympic team trials. Uh, that would be quite the thrill just to get the bronze medal for the yeah. trial. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, 
with what's going on in your life, are you going to be able to go for it in 2020? Or? We'll see if I get permission. Um, I'm already qualified for the, uh, the Olympic trials for 2020 in the 50K. I don't know it's, if I'll be able to actually make it to it because it coincides with my tech school for the United States Air Force. So my higher command is unlikely because I'll be so new to tech school, unlikely to allow me to travel that far off base. However, the Olympic trials do come once every four years, and I will probably be their only ever request to have time on a weekend where I don't have class to travel to a race that brings some type of gratitude and glory to the Air Force uh, and the United States at large. Um, hopefully they, they see the light in that. If not, then I have to accept that. For those that don't know, you're signed up to go to boot camp for the Air Force this month? Yeah, uh, yes, yeah. yeah. The 21st, um, I travel to Cleveland, MEPS, uh, MEPS is Military Entrance Processing Station. They'll fly me to Texas, have a lot of fun for two and a half months, um, and then um, I, I look forward to it. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm enrolled, uh, right, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm enlisted right now, and then I'm going to uh, sign up in their DEP program to study weather, te uh, weather specialist. So. What part of Texas I'm going? I'm actually going to Texas Friday. So Where are you going to Texas? Houston. My Just outside of Houston. My stepson lives down there. We're going to visit him for a week. I'll be going to uh, San Antonio. Oh, okay. uh, so Lackland Air Force Base is where since 1947, uh, the inception of the United States Air Force, all recruits go to uh, Lackland Air Force Base. So that's okay. one thing that's that bus ride to the Air Force Base is the one thing that stayed the same over the last 72 <laughs> years. So... Of the 50Ks you won, does any of them stick out? or um, The first, well, I've won only about two that I believe, and it was the first two that I raced. Uh, they were both in Ohio, both in the same track, um, six months apart. But the irony was not just the first one that I ever done. The second one, I came into it not quite ready for a 50K. Um, there were other competition there, some that had better times than I had in shorter distances that had been preparing for it. I just went simply to be another person to work together with and try to help them qualify for Olympic trials. And as the race unfolded, um, I had enough in me at the end to hold on for a win. And I thought that was uh, that really was special that showed that I have more of a um, more of the survival mentality that you need in the event and uh, a closing speed at the end of the uh, grueling event. So. Yeah, some of those events. Because when I'm thinking 50K, I'm like more used to talking trail runners. Yes. So is yours more of a, and forgive my lack of knowledge on race walking, but is that more of a track or is it more of a that's city a very, course? That's a very when, good question. The last time I remember seeing it was, actually I saw the, I watched some of it in the Olympics, and I, I keep thinking they were doing the same little yep. course over and over. Yep. Um, some marathon courses do do loops. Most try to go through a city or a scenic route. Yeah. The race walk, they have to go either on a track, on a road. Sometimes they start and finish in on track in a stadium, go onto a road course for the majority of the race, and then come back in to finish. Uh, but yes, you're either going to have a race walk typically on a track or on a road course, and it's a loop course on the road so that the number of ch the panel of judges. Um, can adequately watch the athletes throughout the uh, duration of the event, so that there's, um, you know, the race walk um, because the of those rules, rules with the yeah. straight leg. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's a little different than what I was thinking of a 50k when I first heard about it. Whereas, uh, well, I'm used. 
most of like me. Uh, well, you just did Dayton. Did yeah, the you, marathon. Yeah, the, like I, the uh, yeah the Air Force marathon. And I'm like, I'm used to courses like that where you go out and do the big course. But I'm like, how are they judging it if you're on a course like that? But now I see what you mean. They're just on a little yeah. loop, pretty much. From what I understand, from what I read on about you, researched about you, you've overcome a few problems in life. I hope you don't want to read. It said that you were you had ADHD or uh, yeah. Well, that's not something I would expect from some of the concentration that you need to be an endurance athlete. Yeah, that's a very good point. I, I think I'm kind of a break of the mold in some respects in my in my not only my event but I, as an endurance athlete. Uh, you need to be very disciplined, very focused, both short term and long term. I think if anything, um, with my challenges I've had academically early on in life. Uh, behaviorally, uh, socially, um, and even on spiritual sense, I've, I've found that the race walking has, and, and coinciding with, I was a cross country runner, so it, it requ race walking requires essentially the same mental uh, fortitude um, on, a, on a very basic level that running does, minus the technical demand. Um, and that we could touch on that later, but as far as it helping me, I felt that it forced me because. You either are going to sink or swim. If you if you're thinking about anything but what's going to help you move forward as efficiently and quickly as possible, you're going to immediately see the consequence that people are going to pass you. So if I'm worried about something that I can't control when I'm racing, um, it's 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 wasted energy and fruitless uh, time because the thing is the task at hand has a time limit. You only have those parameters that you know exist that everyone else has and you have to complete whatever it is to the best of your ability within that time. Now, I don't know if it played to strengths of mine that I didn't know I had, per se, but I do know that it has forced me to really critically think and work on that consistent uh, and main maintaining a focus throughout the event. And the real, like, I'm not an Olympian, uh, or an international medalist, if you will, in the event, but I feel that the biggest win, the biggest gold medal for me in my life is that I've been able to take that and begin applying it in other areas uh, to be a productive human in, uh, human being, uh, parents, father, you know, husband, and now airman. Um, so it just was something that I felt has carried me over. And, and, and ironically, you can't go to the Air Force. Uh, most people don't know this. I wasn't going to be medically eligible to apply, um, even as, like as an officer and such, with ADHD without a doctor's note. And, and then I had to get a clearance. Um, you know, through the military, uh, and that's not easy to get. So well, I was nervous that that might have shut the door, but the best thing that I found out was I wrote a letter, my doctor wrote a letter, my family doctor that I've had for eight years, I didn't realize this, I never told him I even had ADHD because I have not been treated since 1997 when I was 10. I stopped taking Ritalin, uh, my grades improved, I went to college, I was on the dean's list two or three times, um, I graduated the top, you know, half of my class, in college, and, and my test scores were high enough on the um, ASVAP, the uh, military, you know, the entrance exam to get into any branch of the military. So I think that those things all bode well for me. Plus, I have no criminal record, no crim no record of uh, instability mentally uh, or behaviorally. And then on top of that, my doctor wrote that I'd never disclosed to him that I had ADHD, nor had he ever treated me. Those are all very solid, and I think that the Air Force recognized that I'm. Uh, you know, capable and uh, not only high-functioning individual in society, uh, but very capable to be successful oh, and composed.
I, I can't imagine even getting to the Olympic trials if you weren't extremely yeah. focused and. I've, it's been a working. It's always a work in progress, you know. So, but no, I've been very fortunate, and that's kind of baffled me myself. I, I, I don't want to say I'm self-medicated, but I would say that the race walking, without a doubt, has helped uh, curb my symptoms because um, I don't know what it does on a very scientific level, but I know that uh, it, you know, your brain chemistry. You have the runner's high, which is like that feel-good uh, hormones, endorphins, telling you good job. And I build off that momentum to be successful the rest of the day. So, even with running, it's the same thing. Race walkers uh, get the same high as a runner. Um, so it's a beautiful yeah. thing. Oh yeah. yeah, is the community? I always talk about the runners community, which I think is great. It, is it just like the same way that we the work? Is it race walking? And you know, I'll give it's you. It's just not as pot. I mean, I. Yeah. You don't see as many race walkers. But. No, you don't. Uh, race walking, you're a little bit more on an island for periods of time where you have to be self-sustaining. Uh, where I feel running, you have more pockets. You are likely to find someone who else who not only does it, but could be around your pace. So I find myself now, I have found myself adapting and finding runners who can I could race walk with, or I run my running days with runners so that it helps break it up, the monotony of being by myself. Uh, with training, so I've tried to be. I've had to be creative and be willing to reach out um, and try to connect with people, and and it's been to my benefit. So, well, when you go to the Air Force, you won't have to worry if they want to send you on a long hike. Uh, <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> At least I have company too, training partners. I understand you have the got the nickname Italian Stallion. Is it just your Italian heritage, or was there more to it? I uh, uh, Italian yeah. Stallion, the USA track and field. It's yeah. So. Um, so with the with the nickname uh, the Italian Stallion of USA Track and Field, um, that has followed me, and I think it's been a, a fair tribute to that my heritage um, on that side of it of my Italian side. But the thing is, uh, it was more a tribute to my late father, who uh, he was you know pretty proud I knew to be Italian. He wasn't boastful, but it it wasn't uh, certainly something that he was shy to let me know. Um, especially my grandfather on top of that. But my father and my grandfather died a year apart. Um, so all of a sudden you have this void. Um, but my father's is a little bit more interesting because he uh, lived to be 46. His last 10 years he was confined to um, a wheelchair, mostly to a hospital bed but a, in a nursing home, but a wheelchair uh, at best uh, due to complications with MS. And, and as a youth and young, barely a teen, watching him um, lose his... Uh, independence and ability to function on simple things. I mean, I remember feeding him when I was 12 years old the uh, food that you, with the thickening, thickening agents in it. And um, I just knew if I'd ever done something successful or meaningful that I felt would positively reflect on his name since I have the same name, um, I would uh, kind of do that as a tribute to him. I thought of it after he had died. And I find myself now as a man with that void without, you know, my, my father. Um, and uh, when I started becoming successful in the race walk, I, um, I, uh, I unveiled it and, hit, and just to uh, pay a tribute to him. Um, and I was glad that it, uh, it was positive. So, uh, but I, I ended up almost letting it go during when I transitioned from college to the open slash elite level because a lot of people didn't understand it and they kind of scoff at it. Not most people don't care, most people are pretty supportive, but you always have your naysayers in anything because they don't understand it. So um, they'll give you their comment that they don't think you should be doing that. 
but I met the Olympic champion uh, from the Atlanta Olympics, and uh, he was a previous world record holder named Dan O'Brien. Dan O'Brien is currently an announcer with Track and Field internationally. Uh, he was the hero of the Atlanta Olympics in Track and Field, and he um, he, he had advised me that I better keep it because it adds uh, adds a bit of flavor to the uh, race walk event and uh, into the national scene for U.S. race walking. Yeah, it seems like I married. Uh, when I got remarried five years ago, in December, my current, my new wife, uh, well, five years now, but uh, her, she's an all Italian family, and some ways her story's like yours, you know, the, the parents, they came, well, her grandparents came over, they, her, she tells me a story about how her grandmother would only speak Italian, and, well, so I think, do you do you speak Italian too? Um, I'm functional, uh, meaning I'm pretty decent in conversation. I can hold my own, uh, but I'm not fluent. Okay. I didn't yeah. grow up in it uh, so much. I learned in college, high school, and I talked to distant relatives on Facebook, and um, I talked to the Italian race walk team. So I, I practice with them, but their English <laughs> is better than my Italian in most cases. So. Well, better than me then, because I wouldn't have any. Uh, yeah, because that their like, her maiden name was Trope. And if you go over to Italy, there's this town called Tropez. Yeah. So. Yeah. And when you just started talking about your father, well, her father passed away in '83, and she was 20. Oh, I should know that, but uh, she was like early 20s when it happened, a little older than you were talking, and he had ALS, and so just your story kind of mirrored hers and, and her family. Well, she had a big Italian family, so wow. just kind of made me think about her family and how she struck you know wow. the whole family went through that she actually has well there was nine one of them has a baby passed away but uh there's she has seven brothers and sisters but big wow. italian family. yeah that's happy family uh what are, are there any certain races that stick out to you whether you win them or just you enjoyed the event or um as far as race walk specific or overall or both? overall whichever you want um there are many race walk races that stick out to me uh, i would be a long list but um i mean from college to now um but as far as overall i've you know i i really had the privilege to do the um, air force marathon i'm actually the first race i'm the first athlete to ever get an elite entry to race walk the air force marathon and then I'm also going to be the first airman to have ever received that, as well as complete it along with the flight, uh, fly, fight, win challenge. So I did the 5K. I race walked the 5K the day on Friday. Got up at 6:30, or well, I was there by 6:30 on Saturday morning. I ran the 10K, had a half-hour break only because of lightning, and then I race walked the uh, marathon. And then so I didn't even change or anything. I just went like pretty much 10K then a marathon. Yep. So I did over 50K that day, but I was happy to do it um, for the opportunity. Took on a special meeting with it, you know, my, my current um, career, uh, transitioning to the Air Force, my whole life transitioning to the Air Force, if you will, and affecting my family. Um, the history behind the Air Force, um, knowing that I have a former college classmate, uh, she and many others are in Afghanistan, and they did a virtual half marathon there. And so I was honored to wear like the same shirt that day um, to honor them, I was privileged that the race director and his staff were treating me first class. Um, it was just a very remarkable event, very, um, very 
I feel very honored to do it, and it's very high on my uh, positive memories, of, especially of current events. Uh, the Air Force Marathon stands out. Is that the Air Force Medal? Yeah, I've got, I've got actually four of them, because um, I got one from each event, and then I got the one from doing all four, the uh, Fly, Fight, Win um, Challenge Medal. Okay. I'll put these on uh, Instagram. I got many more. Yeah, I've got many more. After we can get a picture of the, uh, we can get to do photos if you want after. Okay, we'll get pictures of all your so, medals, and you know, I'll put them on Facebook and Instagram when this comes out. No, excellent. That sounds good. Um, yeah, but that's it, a cool one with the metal. Uh, the with the plane. The plane. Yeah, it's, it does a three sixty. Cleveland used to have one with a guitar in the middle yeah. that spun around. Yeah. I, got, I got five of them. That's really cool. That's really cool. I Yeah, there's a lot of events. I, I mean, I love the new Albany Walking Classic. It's America's uh, largest walking-only event held every year outside of Columbus. Uh, that was just two weeks ago. I was runner-up, and there was over, uh, over like, 1,300 um, competitor, or walkers in that, I should say. Um, uh, there's, I would say the Olympic trials are high on my list. Um, winning Milrose Games, which is the world's most famous indoor meet, and the Penn Relays, the world's most famous relay meet, um, in the same year in 2012. Um, those are very high on my list. That was uh, a dream come true and something that many times only Olympians experience. So I feel very privileged to have uh, been able to, to, to achieve that. Yeah, the Olympic trials, that had to be one of them. I got, I got that here too. So that? The, yeah, I got the plaque there. So, do you have any other questions? I saw that about the 30, uh, 30K or 40K. Uh, I was uh, writing down some of the ones that I found online. 2013 seemed like it was a big year for you. You said you won the uh, USA track and field 40K and 30K championships. Yep. Yeah, I won those a month apart. I, won, I was uh, named Athlete of the Week. I was probably the first male race walker in many years to have been the uh, race, yeah, Athlete of the Week. That's across all events in track and field. I mean, this is at the level from youth, Olympians, international athletes, and master's athletes. So I was pretty honored to have the Athlete of the Week award um, in October of 2013. Uh, the 40K is one that I had, a, you know, I was sick the year before. I was pretty sick, actually, and, or two years before. And then I'd come back, and I won it pretty uh, convincingly. And I went on to become the, uh, I, I co-owned the uh, record of 40K wins in a row at four. Uh, I'm second on the all-time list. Uh, the all-time wins is five for an athlete. It's held by, I believe, a three-time Olympian uh, named uh, uh, Ron Lair, I believe, owns it. Or is it Ray Sharp? I can't quite recall, but I co-own the uh, number of consecutive wins at 40. 30K, I set, uh, I walked under the Olympic, tri uh, the Olympic team standard in 2016. It was only for 30K, not the full 50, but I took second. But I raced with uh, Olympians from Latin America, um, a couple from Ecuador who have raced in Rio, and uh, the top American, uh, Nick Christie. So it was, a, it was very memorable to have, a, have achieved a high performance um, in great company. So Yeah, you sounds like you're in very elite company. I've been very fortunate, yeah. And then I got, so I got the 2010. Yeah, that was for the 3,000 meter. Yeah, uh, that was in college. Uh, do you want me to, uh, the 2010 um, was kind of a breakout year for me as well. I would say my first couple years would B 
because I was so new, they're all breakouts. But 2010, uh, I was lucky to have Dave McGovern, who's like one of the gurus of USA track and field, I'd say race walking, uh, coaching. Um, he does a lot of clinics. He's very good at what he does, very uh, very knowledgeable. But the point is, he helped me um, for a weekend with technique up in uh, his uh, residence in Long Island, New York. I came back. Um, I didn't have immediate success. I got disqualified at the Milrose Games at Madison Square Garden in front of thousands of people. Um, but I, I took that hit on the chin pretty well. I uh, still stayed focused and wasn't shaken. Came back and I upset the defending national champ at the Collegiate Indoor Nationals. So I won the U.S. championship for the college level of the 3,000 meter indoor race walk. Um, I became my college's first and so far only track and field national champ in their school history and they've been almost 100 years. In 1922, they'll be 100 years for Notre Dame College. Um, I also um, am their first track and field athlete to be in their Hall of Fame in their school history. So got some firsts there. That's yeah. always a big thing. Yeah, it's, I'm pretty fortunate. I've been very blessed. And I was the first U.S. team member, uh, probably only long-standing U.S. team member. Um, I mean, I've achieved things that they'll probably never see again. You know, you know, just the way I've been very blessed for those opportunities and to be able to perform. So. No, it sounds like you've had a good grab. It sounds like you got some uh, challenges ahead of you. Yeah, I do. With the Air Force, a lot of unknowns. But I mean, I, you know, when you have a family uh, and you're a parent, those are, you know, it's just what you have to do. You got to take care of your family and um, you got to make sure that you put them first. And, you know, I, I look at it this way. A lot of people have asked me, are you going to miss the Olympic trials? Are you upset that you'll miss them if you do? Um, I don't know if I'm going to miss them, but if I do, I look at this uh, from this standpoint. It's better to miss them and be taking care of my career, my future, uh, professionally, um, something honorable for our nation and, and is a, at, while I'm serving and knowing that I have that all at peace of mind as opposed to training at the Olympic trials but not having anything in place to provide for my, uh, my, my children. Um, and, and my wife just got a green card, so I need to, you know, I'm in the driver's seat right now still, and I need to, I need to not take that lightly. No, so. no, not at all. Yeah, I saw something that you were living in Canada for a while. Mm -hmm. Yep, I lived there for a couple of years. Yep. Um, yeah, I met my wife in Canada uh, in 2011. I met her, um, and we got married in 2014. We're on our five-year anniversary this October 10th. Well, we got that in common. Yeah. Um, my, uh, I met my wife in 2011. When? Uh, March. Okay, I, I became started dating her. We started becoming committed online, but I met her in April. Well, we met online and started dating March. Basically, the first day we met, and then we started dating from there on. And got married 12, 13, 14. Wow, nice. December 13th, yeah, 2014. I like that. That's easy to remember. Yeah, she, I, I don't know if she, she just liked the date, so that's why. I, I think it's creative. Comes off, rolls off the tongue, so. So. 2014, so only two months apart. Yeah, we're both looking at five years. Oh, yours is right around the. Yeah. Is this month? Yeah, nine days. Oh, well, happy anniversary. Thank you. Same to you in two months. <laughs> two months early, because I'll be at basic, so I won't be able to be on no. Facebook to. Or, uh, you know, I won't be able to text you. I'm pretty sure they would. Uh, not. I'm pretty sure they'll have me occupied at basic. No, be you'll be that. busy for a few <laughs> weeks there. Yeah. I probably won't even see my phone for a while, but that's okay. No, the, you'll basically be out of touch. Everybody that I know the basic, they might get a phone call a week or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all right. I'm fine with it. And how many? You got children? Yeah, I have uh, two children. 
how old? Uh, my oldest, uh, my oldest Matthew. Uh, they're both Canadian-born, but half Filipino and half American. So, so they're they're pretty uh, quite a good mix going for them. Um, they're both born in Canada, um, but before coming dual citizens. But uh, Matthew was born March of 2016, only 11 days after uh, me taking third at the Olympic trials. In fact, I think I wore my Olympic trials uh, shirt. You know, it is. Uh, <laughs> I think I was still missing the California sun when I was up in Toronto's winter at his uh, hospital for where he was born. Um, and then my uh, second oldest son, Jason, uh, he was born, he has a birthday coming up this October 6th. He was born in 2017, so also in Toronto. So, yeah, Toronto's been good to us. It was a good growing experience. Um, I love the city, uh, but you need to be, you know, you need to be pretty mindful of your income. Um, if you're going to uh, prosper there, uh, how, cost of housing there is uh, pretty competitive with other world-class cities like Vancouver, San Francisco, and L.A. Um, and Toronto's market's pretty inflated as well. So you're going to pay a lot more for a lot less. And um, if you're okay with that, more power to you. But if you've got a young family to take care of and your income doesn't match the expense, uh, then you need to find a, another, another route. <laughs> Which is fine. It's been a good experience, and I think my job, my work in Toronto as a, as an as an immigrant there for a while, and in um, my time there, and um, being completely new to another country and city, uh, I think it was all very good leadership skills for me as a person, and also for my family and uh, my military uh, service coming up. So, all right. Well, uh, was is there anything you'd like to say to anybody that might be getting into running or walking, race walking? I would say that you don't have to try to be an Olympian to gain the benefits of race walking or running. Um, I think that most of us are not Olympic caliber that enjoy it, but the common thread that doesn't separate me from anybody else is that um, you know it's good for your health, um, you love the community, you're never going to get along with everybody because every, people have bad days, people see things different, but the point is overall I do find the communities to be uh, positive. And, um, I think that uh, I would encourage anyone to try race walking. Uh, they can try racewalking.com or racewalking. Uh, they can just type in uh, racewalking. They'll probably find Jeff Salvage's uh, website. It's immaculate. Um, there's many books now uh, out about racewalking. Jeff Salvage has like a whole, I would almost say, uh, it's almost like an encyclopedia set of walking books uh, from training methodologies that very much parallel distance running but more to the technique of race walking, how to improve it, how to maintain it, um, and a lot of que answers to questions that are common that people have. So in a nutshell, if you want to try it, I would encourage you. Um, people don't know that race walking is the most accessible event slash sport in the world um, because it's the most accessible to populations because it doesn't require any fancy gear, uh, expensive other than a pair of shoes if you need shoes and uh, clothing. Um, so you land with one and a half to two times your body weight. We're running you land and a half. Uh, you land with much more. Um, I think it's four to five times your body weight. So that's something that might be more gentle on the joints and the knees. That might allow longevity of physical fitness and activity for people. And you still get the runners high. Um, what more do you want? So. That sounds good to me. Maybe yeah. I'll look into it. Uh, I'm still enjoying my runs. So no, no, running's great. I still run couple times I supplement my race walk training with running uh, now you know, that you're back in the area are you do you run where do you run at or? I uh, definitely use Mill Creek Park uh, is my go-to um, I mean I do just based on my family's schedule if I can go from our neighborhood to the park that's 
uh, ideal. I sometimes use Bourbon High School's track, Bourbon Park. Um, Mill Creek's my go-to. And uh, I'm sorry to miss the Youngstown Marathon coming up, but I highly recommend the uh, scenic tour. I I saw you one day in Mill Creek. Uh, near Newport, you were starting up the hill. We were coming down, I went by, and I wasn't sure. I was we race walking. Were, yeah. yeah. Yeah, was and I said there wasn't too many people that I've seen in there in this walking. And, well, one thing I do like before you go, uh, I like to ask people this usually at the end of my podcast. If there was one person you could go run with, well, in your case, race walk with, who do you think it would be? Who would you like to go out? Like, just for a nice, easy five-mile uh, walk or run. They, uh, it could be well. That's could a hard, be anybody. Uh, so if it, if you're if you open that up to uh, living or past, um, that's that's a real good question for me. That's a challenge. But uh, keep it simple. Um, I would love to have gone for go for a walk with my generation. Um, well, the one before me would probably have to be Kurt Clausen. But I've already done this. Kurt Clausen or Jefferson Perez, two role, uh, heroes of mine. I ran with uh, Jefferson Perez um, in Rome, Italy. And then I also got to do a workout with Kirk Lawson in, uh, in, in um, this, this past December in Columbus, Ohio at the annual meeting. And then I've also race walked with Tim Seaman, uh, two-time Olympian in California. I would say the last person I'd want to work out with right now on my high on my list would be Kevin Eastler, retired Air Force Olympian. Um, I would want to do a workout with him because I think there would be a lot I could learn from Kevin Eastler. All right, well, I just want to thank you for your time, and glad we were able to finally get together and meet, and I wish you the best of luck in the Air Force. Thank you. Same to you, and happy anniversary coming up. Yeah, happy anniversary to you. Thank you. Yours is a lot closer. Thanks for listening. Email me any comments or questions to justarunner65 at gmail.com. If you get a chance... Leave me a review and rating on iTunes. And follow me on Instagram at Just a Runner. And also, you could then join the Just a Runner podcast page on Facebook. In words of my favorite doctor, laugh hard, run fast, and be kind. Take care. My wife's name, my front yard is untamed.